Good morning. I hope your week has been great so far, and I hope you have enjoyed diving into the prodigal son a little bit more. Yesterday, we looked at the actual prodigal son and what we can learn from him. Today, we're going to be looking at the father in the story. Just to recap the story really quickly, the story is about a boy who asks his dad for his inheritance early so he can go off on his own and live life the way he wants. The dad gives him the money and the boy sets off on his way. Once he is on his own, he makes all sorts of bad and sinful decisions and ends up living with pigs. Once he hits rock bottom, he remembers his dad's house and how nice it is, even for the servants. So he decides to go home and ask his dad if maybe he can return and be a servant in the home. The dad sees him coming and he runs to meet his son. He greets him with a hug and commands his servants to throw a party because his son, who was lost, has now been found. But the boy's brother, who never left home, is mad and jealous that the dad is celebrating the boy. He thinks since he never messed up in the first place that he deserves all the praise, not his brother. But the dad insists that celebrating the return of the prodigal son is something they are going to do. The father in this story represents God in our lives. There are several comparisons in this story that relate the father in this story to our heavenly father in real life. In the story, the father is over the whole household. He is the head of the children in the house and the head of the servants in the house. Just like in the story, God is our final authority. Even if we don't believe in him or don't want to listen to him, he still has the final say in the grand scheme of things. In the story, the son makes some decisions that aren't the best for him. But the father in the story lets him make decisions for himself. He doesn't say, no, taking the money and going on your own isn't a good idea, so I'm not going to let you do that. Instead, he lets the son have free will and learn the hard way by making mistakes. Our Heavenly Father does this as well. God doesn't force us to love Him, and He doesn't force us to go down the path that is best for us. Instead, He has given us the Bible to guide us. He guides us through conviction and circumstances But at the end of the day, he gives us free will to make decisions for ourselves. If we choose to go down the wrong path and make bad decisions, he will often allow us to do that and learn the hard way. But just like the father in the story, our Heavenly Father is there for us when we make those bad decisions and realize we need to ask forgiveness and go back home. The prodigal son in the story hit rock bottom and realized, man, I had it better off when I lived at home with my father. Maybe I should go back home. And when he did, the father forgave him instantly and welcomed him back as son. The son would have been fine being welcomed back as a servant, but the father said, no, you are my son. Our heavenly father does this for us as well. Whenever we are ready to repent and turn from our sinful ways, he is there to welcome us back with open arms and restore our place as sons and daughters in his home. One thing I love about this story is the fact that the father saw the son from far away and ran to him to welcome him home, which means the father was looking for the son to return. When we mess up or when we have seasons of making bad decisions, our heavenly father doesn't forget about us. He looks for us. He longs for us to turn back to him. Thank you, Jesus, that we have a heavenly father like the father in this story of the prodigal son. Adults. Has there ever been a time where you have felt the father's forgiveness like the prodigal son did in this story? What are some characteristics of our heavenly father you are thankful for? 
Pray together as a family and thank God that He is a gracious and loving Heavenly Father who is willing to forgive and forget our mistakes. 